It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. James Van Ostel, and this right here is Carcon Carne. This week, today, right now, I'm joined by Brent Sopel. Brent is a retired professional hockey player. He's a former Chicago Blackhawk and Stanley Cup winner. He's also dyslexic and a founder, the founder of the Brent Sopel Foundation. He is working every day to empower and help dyslexic children everywhere. And if you want to see this interview in its entirety, please go to the Brent Sopel Foundation on Facebook or BrentSopelFoundation.org. Our guest this week is a dangerously funny, super talented actor, comedian, writer, director, TV host. You may know him from Community, or The Soup, or his stand-up, or Spy Kids, or Ted, or the underappreciated National Lampoon documentary, A Feudal and Stupid Gesture, or the White House Correspondence Center from 2014, or even Tiger King and I, even though we're trying to forget everything that happened in 2020. Sorry, Joel. As far as my kids are concerned, the only thing that matters is that on the CW Star Girl, Joel McHale is the original Starman, member of the world's first superhero team, the Golden Age Collective known as the Justice Society of America, the JSA. Starman is our guest. He is Joel McHale. You know, I was rewatching the correspondence dinner you hosted back in 2014, those simpler days when you could get up in front of a president and make fun of him like from five feet away. Uh, I, yeah. My lasting impression of that is, Oh my God, I'm glad Joel McHale's still alive after that. Yeah, well, nowadays, who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I survived that evening. Uh, uh, my, uh, yes, no, I would, uh, I was, that is, at that time, you know, it showed you that how badass America is that a comedian can get up and make fun of the most powerful person on the planet and not be put into a work camp. Right. And that shows you the level of power and uh, maturity that America had at that point. And, and for years of that, uh, and allowed that. And that was so cool. And I, I look back on that as such a highlight of my career, obviously. But now, and we knew, I don't care what your politics are, but if you can't take a joke, that is a real problem. And we saw with Seth Meyers when he made fun of Trump at the correspondence dinner, he was, Trump was angry, which for a comedian, when you are in an audience or you have an audience at a club or a theater and you get to somebody and you actually affect them and they're not, they, they will not take a joke. That's a win for the comedian. Right. That's, that's like, you got them. And Seth got them with what, and so he's, uh, so again, I don't care what your politics are, and you and I will win this argument with you. That's not a good way to win an argument. Of us, I'm going to win an argument. Can't if you can't take a joke, you have to do some serious self-examination. And oh. the reason the reason why I bring the correspondence center up, there's a certain fearlessness I think you have to have as a comic, as an actor, which you clearly have. I mean, would you agree that that's part of launching into this world? Is you have to have a little kind of reckless. We're just going to make this happen, spirit. Yeah, uh, I would say so. Yes, but I, but like, I was always the kid that was jumping off roofs, and I've had like seven concussions and a skull fracture. And I was the kid when I would ski, I'd be like, 
I think I can take that jump. And uh, so, yes, much to my physical, much to uh, Mr. Sopel's health as well, you kind of go like, I'm going to see, I'm going to try it and see if I can do it. Uh, but yeah, with that, when, when acting or performing opportunities come up, I, I, and I, and I, ha and I have a halfway notion that I can accomplish it, then I usually say yes. Um, there's something I'm like, oh yeah, I don't think I could do that. But for the most part, I'm just going to see if I can do it. And that was definitely, I mean, the minute I accepted that thing, I was nervous and I was like, oh, here we go. Yes, this is, this is, this is the big, this is a big deal. And I need to start preparing now. And it, I've never been more prepared for anything in my life. We talked about the soup and then there was the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale, which was unceremoniously dismissed from Netflix. Yeah. That, that format is so part of the Joel McHale persona, the Joel McHale we understand. Is it just a matter of time before it comes around again? Is it like Brigadoon where we'll see you in front of a green screen before it's all said and done within the next five years? Yes. Brigadoon is the greatest analogy. Uh, <laughs> well played. Uh <laughs> Uh, you know, I, believe me, I, I love, I loved doing it and, you know, uh, hosting is, uh, I like hosting a lot. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where, I don't know, are they going to hire a 49 year old guy to tell jokes about, uh, clips? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but now you, um, look, you look 25. See, that shows you how screwed up your eyes are from hockey. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I, you know, like I always love doing, so I always love hosting. Like when we were doing the New Year's Eve thing, I was like three and a half hours live seeing, like I was nervous. And then as soon as we started, I'm like, oh, this is super fun. And I had a blast. So uh, I, I'd done enough hours of it. So I, I better, I, I would love to, I, I always like hosting stuff. So uh, as much as I love acting. Watching you on New Year's Eve reminded me that I wish I had a Ken Jong in my life. We could, we could all be better if we had our own Ken Jong to, to guide us through. Yeah. He is one of my best friends and, and he, there's nobody like him. And, uh, he just is one of the funniest people a on the planet and B he's smarter than all of us combined. Um, he, he's one of those assholes. That's also an actual doctor. So, uh, literally was, for 12 years was a real doctor. So like, we, I focused on one thing for 20 years. I'm like, did it. And then he focused on, you know, becoming a doctor and then went, all right, I'll become the face of Fox television. No problem. Here I am. Starman, you are Sylvester Pembleton. Star the... Pearl is the name of the show, but right. I am. You're Starman. Starman. I mean, you're, you're, you're the dude, former star spangled kid. Uh, wow. Somebody did their Wikipedia. Oh, no. I... Oh, dude. No, no, no. How dare you? This. this is not Wikipedia. I've got stacks of comics to prove my nerdiness. Bless you. Yeah, I, no. I reject that. Okay. Uh, Jeff Johns, who is the nicest man on the planet, uh, asked if I would, die. you know, I only appear in the show uh, because my character got killed in the first episode. Spoiler, first episode, I die in the first 15 minutes. But And that, that first episode is nothing but fan service. Yes, a lot gets taken care of in that first episode. No doubt. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, so I, just, I'm, I go back and I, like there's flashbacks and stuff and, 
And I'm just happy to play because I've always wanted to be a superhero, and, I, and Jeff Johns allowed that to happen. Uh, and so I can't thank him enough. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm going – am I going back? I might be going – you might see more of me. We'll see uh, in this season. But I – that cast is – that cast is fucking great. So well, it's a great wholesome all ages type show. Yeah, like, it, it's really one of those. It, it's probably tween focused, but it's one that I, as an aging man, can appreciate. Like this is this is just an entertaining, and like you said, the cast is fantastic. Yeah, and uh, Lee, what's her name? Breck, uh, Brecken. Uh, wow, Stargirl. terrible. What? Star Girl. Star Girl. <laughs> uh, I can't believe. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, star girl i'm this how drowsy i am um she's amazing she's like 21 and i don't think anybody older than her could do it because the hours that she puts in are bananas like she's she works 20 hours a day it's very impressive and and if i if i get six hours of sleep i'm feeling it and i used to i remember when i used to just be like i don't need to sleep today tonight and then i was just go all the way to the next day and it was fine what were you doing when you're 21? <laughs> yeah, I was definitely not as professional as she was. Uh, I was like pony keg or full size keg. <laughs> mm. I was watching the cabin with Bert Kreischer. Um, hey, look at that transition, everybody! James Van Oxel. Oh, Keeps the trains on time. That's right. <laughs> you know, watching you interact with Miss Pat. Sup, Ryan, Creek, Ryan Seacrest. What's up, Lizzo? That made me laugh out loud. But it occurred to me that the comedy community seems very tight. It seems like everyone knows each other. It, it, it seems like the cross-pollination is all over the place. Well, that was the first time I'd ever met Miss Pat, and the first time I'd ever met... Uh, there was a, I think I'd, I had met Burke Kreischer back in 2009, but we had had no contact since then. That's crazy. Uh, we had a Watching little bit of contact. You'd have no idea watching that. Yeah, and uh, what's her name? Uh, Kaylee Kuko, who's such a nice gal uh, and obviously very talented. Uh, I had had a couple interactions with her, but other than that, I had never really seen, ever, I've never spent time with any of those people until that moment. That's fantastic editing then. Wow. See? It's best friends. I mean, <laughs> so Bert, so I say that, but like, it's not like Bert and I hung out, but. I will, everyone's aware of Bert and obviously his success and his brand and how good he is. So you, he is one of those people that makes you feel included and heard, which is a really wonderful skill to have. And so he's one of those guys that you always want to be around. So, uh, so I felt very comfortable and, uh, and I, and so when he says my friends, I was like, he's not lying. He, I think he includes me and I, I can't, I can't, I love him for it. Can we ask you the obligatory Joel McHale question? Uh, how awesome am I? Very. We know the answer. Oh, yeah, we're legend. We're we already know you're a legend. That's, uh, that's how we're starting the show. So the obligatory question, community movie. Maybe. I mean, uh, I've said this before that before the table re read we did uh, back in June or uh, May, it was, I'm not sure. I never thought, I, was, I always told people, yeah, sure, maybe, uh, but I never thought there would be. 
but with the renewed interest of the show on Netflix and Hulu and every other streamer, uh, Sony sold it to everybody and it seems to be doing all right. That, that, for the first time, I was like, oh, maybe we could, but we need millions of dollars. So that's the problem. There's the, there's, someone's got a, you know any oligarchs that want to put on the community movie? Because that, that would really help. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, without any concrete plans whatsoever, I am not as, uh, you know, kind of like uh, hopeless about it. I'm like, maybe, maybe it will, who knows? Right. If you've got it happen after 2021. but I know that Brent doesn't have any money left. <laughs> no, you know exactly where I went to the ex-wife. Mm, there you go. See? <laughs> uh, now that we've moved past 2020, does Tiger King seem like a fever dream from years ago? Well, that was a thing that kind of fell into my lap because Ted Sarandos likes me. Uh, and I, or he can, I hope he does. Uh, but they just, you know, they made that offer. It was like two days before we needed to shoot it. And I was like, uh, what's go? what is this? And why? And they were like, we need this and this. And, and we want to do a final one. Okay. And the pandemic had just happened. So I was like, I'm not busy. And, uh, so I watched the tiger King twice in like two days. And then it was very surreal to be talking to a lot of those people the next day. Uh, or t- literally I, said okay yes and then on friday i watched everything twice and then we were interviewing everybody sunday monday and then it was out on friday so <laughs> that that's how quick that t- i think also netflix wanted to get out get under in before tmz was releasing their own special and they had interviewed a bunch of people for it so they wanted to scoop them uh and we had joe exotic to be interviewed and then there was a COVID scare at his jail and I'm like, are we going to wait for him? And they're like, nope. And then we just kept going. And then I interviewed uh, Carol Baskin on during the, uh, the New Year's Eve thing. And that was surreal. That was the first time I'd ever talked to her. No doubt. All right, Brent, you want to uh, take this home? Yeah, I know, you know, Joel, legend, you know, thank her. Uh, <laughs> so, sad. so sad. This is your definition of legend. It doesn't matter what my definition is, what's yours. It's all that matters. Legend? Again, serial killers, uh, Bilbo Baggins, sure. Frodo. Um, yeah, they got it done. They got uh, it. Zelda, the Legend of Zelda. That literally has a legend in there. No. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I feel like a legend is somebody that has, like, uh, you know, like is taller than a tree uh, or. Uh, you know, they have a magical power, but, uh, or they may or may not have existed, which some people would agree that I don't exist. Like Dr. Fate, perhaps. Oh, well played. Well played, comic book character. Uh, yeah. Wikipedia. You're a good man. I appreciate you taking the time. I know your kids are, uh, your dyslexic kids are staring at you wanting to go play football. So, um, yeah. you know. I, mean. I really appreciate you taking the time as a, you know another dyslexic uh, uh, really appreciate everything you do for this world your work everything you're a good man um, you know stay safe with the family and uh, you know greatly appreciate everything nicely wrapped up and I can't believe you're a grandfather and you're 44 all right <laughs> how about it all right I'll uh, so my, my 30 old I got uh, my oldest is 30 I adopted him Jeez. I adopted him when he was 15 both his parents died six months apart 
You're a saint. Um, I would never do that. Truly a saint. That's, I would just like, I think I need a new car. That's how my car I go. Like, I'm going to turn this car in and get another car. I had four kids and a vasectomy before I was 27. Wow. I would have too. <laughs> Joel, thank you so much. It was, it was a real thank pleasure you, talking to you. Sorry, Thanks. I was late. Keep up the work. No, you're good.